This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. Well, 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 yes, it is time for another edition of the Weekly Scramble. My name is Chris Reavers. By my side, his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. How you doing, Reavers? I just wanted to say quickly that my daughter turned 16 two days ago. Oh! Got her driver's license yesterday. Congratulations. And then you just do this thing. You just say, hey, here's a car. You know, don't kill yourself or anyone else. And you just let them start driving, which seems... Really, really, really like a weird How are you handling said endeavor? You know, I have my oldest daughter has her license already, right? And um, this one, you know, this girl's a good driver. I think she got 100% on her driver's test, right? Wow. So that's good. I did not. I did not pass my first time because I got shafted, but it's okay. I'm not going to hold a grudge (laughs) about that. Um, But she passed with flying colors, and she's a good driver. She doesn't know anything yet. In fact, I kept saying to her, like, you're like a solid C-. minus. Like, you can drive. You just don't know anything yet. When there's a, a blinking left arrow, yellow, she's like, what does that mean? Like, she just doesn't know all the rules, yet she can physically drive okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, and she's like, I'm only a C minus. I'm like, you're an A for a brand new driver, but if you if I put you into the world of drivers, you're like a C minus driver. And oh, by the way, a C minus driver is still better than like half the people out there. I right? was just about to say, yeah. well, then she would still be ahead of about 40% of She's the drivers in the She still really Twin is uh, ahead. So I'm very was excited nerves, for her. Was there nerves? Was there detention? I mean, uh, I, I'm going to go through yeah. this in about four years, so yeah. I don't know kind of what where I'm going to be with She that. was a real cool character. When I found out she passed, like the, the guy hops out of the car and says, by the way, she passed, and it's this real sharp guy down at Egan and a real nice guy, real soft-spoken, and I put my arms out like I was going to give him a hug. And I thought, what the hell are you doing, Mike? Like, I was I was so excited that I wanted to give this guy a hug. <laughs> I didn't do it, right? right, I, right. I didn't that hug him. Weird. But I thought, oh, yeah, I, I, I shouldn't give him a hug, potentially, right? I yeah. should just go ahead. And then I hopped in, and I took a little video of her, and she had the biggest smile on her face. Oh, she's the like, joy, she the was freedom just, that she's about to experience yeah. for the remainder of her life. The, you don't want to know the best part? is I went downstairs and I looked at her room, and her room was a pigsty. I mean, an absolute pigsty. And you know what I got to do? Congratulations. You're not going anywhere until, until this room's clean. clean. Right? <laughs> and so I, it's a whole other level of power because if I take away their cell phone, which is the thing that has the second most power, they almost like that because they're like, oh, good. I've been forced to a have break. a break from this yeah. constant beeping of the cell phone. And so they kind of like that, but she did not like the thought of getting it taken away, her her driving privilege taken away because she was supposed to pick up her friend this morning to go to school, mm-hmm. right? And she wasn't going to be able to do it. So she went down to her room at about 10.30 last night and texted me at about midnight saying, hey, my room's perfect. Come take a look. And I was like, I'm long sleeping. I'm glad you mentioned that yeah. um, over the weekend. it's it's I'm in that state right now of it's taking a kid from this thing to that thing and then that kid from that thing to this yeah, thing yeah. and then I got to go to that thing and then I go, oh, I got to go meet that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Sunday, uh, we had I had my, f- you know, you, you always set like new benchmarks with certain things sure. where I've said, well, I'm not letting my 12-year-old get a cell phone yet, even though yep. pretty much all of his buddies have one. Yeah. My nine-year-old son had a friend over. Mm-hmm. And he had a cell phone. Sure. And I thought, well, wait a minute here. Yeah. Now, I'm already fighting that animal, meaning my 12-year-old, sure. although he has not brought it up. But, but I'm thinking, am I the oddball here with, with all of that stuff? And I, I Maybe just, you're a good parent because I was I, I I'm am. I'm not even saying that it's good or bad that a kid yeah. has a phone. I'm just saying 
th- that for me was a, n- a new revelation. That was the youngest person I've ever seen hold and, and operate a, a cell phone. Oh, my kids had cell phones at like three years old. You're kidding. No. Okay. They would bring them to daycare and like try to get on daycare's Wi-Fi. That's how long they had a cell phone, <laughs> right? And it, it's it, and my my brilliant mind was get them used to it so they don't care about it. But that's totally backfired. So and it's funny that you mentioned this. So during the the test that she's taking, I said, "Hey, I'm going to take your phone, put it in my pocket because I don't want it in the car. It's connected to the car. I don't want it yep. to ring." It felt like I was getting shocked to death reverse. I mean, I was getting didn't lols. Yeah. I mean every. Uh, 20 seconds, a message so would come to her. So all of her friends were checking in on how her they were exam just, was going. They were just checking it. I don't think it had anything to do with knowing that she wow. was taking the test. I was like, that's what you deal with? You get that many uh, interruptions during the day? And I, she can be on her cell phone at school all day. She can call me in the middle of a class. I just couldn't I couldn't do that. Well, I, I'm very excited and proud of my sweet, sweet daughter, Addie, that, is cool. that she got her, her driver's license. Uh, if you see a you know a black SUV <laughs> drive down the road... Right. Scoot out of the way. Actually, I'm I'm really excited for her. Knock on this, right? But she's a real good driver. Yeah. Um, so you sent me a story that I would like to get to, and I'm going to explain to you. Speaking of driving, well, that's my while well, why that is my preferred method of there travel. You go. Yeah. Um, and you just you just stop me when you've heard enough. Sure. All right. <clears throat> I, I I checked out and hated this guy after the first two words of this story. Are you ready? I'm right with you. An influencer. Okay. Mm-hmm. I automatically yeah, hate yeah. you. I automatically hate, I hate you. It. I don't know anything about you. Your influencing could be related to child poverty sure. and, and ending world hunger. I still hate you yep. because yep. that's how you're being labeled. All right. Here we go. I, I'm sorry. An influencer claims to have broken the record for the fastest mile walked on an airplane, but his challenge has left viewers divided. There are all sorts of ways people keep themselves entertained on flights. Some utilize Netflix's download button and do some serious binge watching. Some kick back with a good book and some just stick their headphones in and let the music play. Or if you're TikToker Matt James, you could try and set a world record. Last month, James took to TikTok to share a video claiming he had broken the world record for fastest mile recorded in an airplane. In his clip, the TikToker described how he loaded up on carbs for a one-mile walk before starting his challenge with the first part of his mile involving a walk to the back of the plane to grab a cookie. Luckily for James, most people on his flight were asleep as he carried out his mission meaning there weren't many people blocking his path as he walked up and down the aisle and sought to put the mile behind him. After 18 minutes, James had successfully walked one mile, earning him what he believes to be a world record for the fastest mile walked on a plane. However, the TikToker did admit that he couldn't find if there was any sort of official record for walking a mile on a plane, making his attempt unofficial. Still, James seemed happy with his result and enjoyed a victory meal of chicken and rice afterwards. <laughs> but while James was delighted with his achievement, viewers were left divided after his video was shared online. Oh my God, I hate Reavers, this person so much. Picture that. Can I just yes. read the final you, you paragraph? Yep. Many viewers congratulated James with one writing, 18 minutes of greatness. Others were more critical, though, with a number of viewers pointing out that it would likely be annoying. You f- think? Yeah. 
to have someone walk past you repeatedly while you try to sleep. Imagine you're trying to sleep and you just have this guy constantly going by you, one wrote, while another added, bro, definitely annoyed some people waking up or walking in the aisle off flight. Are you bleeping kidding me? Asked another person on Reddit. Imagine being on a flight trying to relax and some jackass is running up and down with his phone talking to himself. However, other people stuck up for James and argued that with the right walking shoe and dress attire, he would be fairly silent, especially since most have headphones in. Um, I'm going to calm down and allow you to give me your thoughts. Reavers, if you watch the video, which I did... He put on running shoes. He has short running shorts on and a T-shirt. He did it in the middle of the night when people would be sleeping. So not only are you being incredibly rude, Mm -hmm. incredibly rude, I think I would sue him as a collective group on the plane and say, hey, what you did was unacceptable. We're going to go ahead and sue you. You pay for our tickets. Because if he was willing to pay for my ticket, go ahead, go running down the middle of the path. I find that so ungodly annoying, I can't imagine. It would have been impossible for me not to stand up and block his path um, if I would have been able to do that. I'm being deadly serious when I say this. You you often are critical of my uh, delivery choice mm-hmm. for, not delivery choice, my travel choice uh, when I when I choose to travel either by myself or, or with my wife or with my family. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's people like this that make me hate flying. I I don't have a fear of flying. This is the crap I hate. And I'm not saying that this is common that somebody, but it's, it's, you've, you get such a glimpse into the behavior of other people that I quite literally cannot stand it. Just, and he is a double whammy, triple whammy actually, because number one, he's an influencer. How kind of precious is this arrogant, entitled SOB. Number two, he's a TikToker. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Number three, he was on The Bachelor. So you just know, you just know he's a triple threat of crap. I just, I can't believe that he would have won. Anybody who who gave him a positive comment has never been on a plane before. As if they had been on a plane, you know that when someone walks by your seat in some planes, you know, it moves up and down. So you get a little, your, your shoulder sticks out into the aisle if you're a bigger guy and you get hit all the time. And that's, I guess, the problem I have with it, because I should rephrase what I said just a minute ago. I would say... 90 to 95% of the people that you're on the plane with are probably like-minded. They're cool people. They're oh, just, yeah. They just want to get to where they're going. They want to be left alone, which is exactly what I want. The problem is the 1% or the 2% of the people that are on the plane ruin it for everybody else. Yeah, absolutely. Because, again, you are trapped. You 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 are forced to be on this. Mm-hmm. The, the, Steel tube. Oh, my God. I... I, I did you send that knowing that it was going to make yeah, I, me this I knew mad. it was going to get you because it, yeah. it got me. I was I was swing kicking in my bed when I was reading. But it. this I was is so mad. such a this is such a microcosm of the me first. Look at me. I'm so much more important yeah. than everybody else. My time, Michael. My time, yeah, my comfort, is more my, important yeah. than everybody else's time because you see, I'm trying to get the likes and 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 but oh no but don't worry about the fact that you're annoying everybody else including the poor family that's on the same flight as you that might have a young one that they're trying, trying to, get to get to sleep, sleep. yeah but yep. but no none of that matters to you cuz i have to walk a mile because on a you plane. have to try to set an unofficial world record on a plane you self righteous <laughs> jackass oh i 
thank you for validating my feelings on that. I did. I took a flight back from Orlando the other day. And you know, when you meet someone on a plane and it's just perfect, I sat next to a guy and he was the most wonderful man I've ever met. And I had Are you a, so you're a talker. I didn't say one word to him oh. and he didn't say one word to me. And I thought, that guy is the. He didn't look at me and give me a little nod like "What's up?" Yep. He didn't do anything. He kept his mouth shut. I kept my mouth shut. I read my book. He sat and meditated. He just sat there with his eyes shut. I'm like, world's best mate. I'd take that guy on a vacation. When you get off the, when you, when you get off the plane, you you kind of give yeah, the, I, the I, dab. No, nope. It was even better than that. I don't know his name. I don't know where he works. I don't have to do anything about him. Thank you, sir. Strangely, though. I'm trying to get 5,000 friends on Facebook. Yes. So you think maybe he would have been frat packer. Maybe I did. Okay. Let me digress to frat packing. If you are right with that. Can oh, I move no, to the frat Please. Yeah. So, please do. So please do. It, 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 many of you may or may not know that um, I had a charity event and I needed to get 10 people to come to my table on the charity event. And I struggled getting 10 people there. Right. Mm-hmm. I started doing aunts and uncles like, cause I just don't have a lot of buddies. So. You and I came up with the idea that we should start this frat pack. Well, I don't 5, give me any credit. This well, was all your it, it idea. It was all me, but I, you know, we're, t- we're a team. We so are I a like team. To, so I like because I love up, the so. idea. So I don't want to. I, I want people to know that this was your idea. Yeah, it was it's my a great idea. maybe my idea, but you're you're benefiting from it too because you're getting a lot of friends too. So what I said to everybody who is on Facebook that if you go to Michael Fratelloni and find me, that I'll add you because. I want to get 5,000 more buddies, right? Yep. And I've met some incredible people. In fact, my dad bumped into a frat packer down in Florida because they live in the same condo Oh, building, no way. Right? I mean, a really, really cool thing. So now my dad, through me, has another buddy down there in Florida. Oh, cool. So what I want to do, I met about 1,650 friends. Does your dad have to buy him a beer like you pro- promised probably, to Probably. Yeah. That's well <laughs> worth it. My dad would do it anyways. Nice. So... Uh, my goal is to get to 5,000. I've been doing this for a couple of months now. I've added 1,500 or 1,200 people, you know, a real decent amount of people. But what I want to do is something even more special, and, and you're going to have to help me with the story. Okay. Um, those those three uh, brave souls that were killed in Burnsville. Oh, yes, right? yes. You are collecting money through Garage Logic to the Frontline line Foundation, correct? Yeah, in fact, I will pull up their email while you, yeah, yes. So, so um, Garage Logic's put the word out and said, hey, what we want to do is we want to collect funds for for uh, this group. And they're well over $10,000 now, I imagine, right? Yeah. The Frontline Foundation started as an attempt to help and support our fallen heroes, including law enforcement officers, firefighters, EMS, and the Minnesota National Guard. They provide support to those who died while in the line of duty by giving benefit payments to dependents of fallen first responders. In addition to providing endowment and support for the families of fallen heroes, the Frontline Foundation will underwrite scholarships and training registration costs for frontline personnel, as well as support preparedness training for safety officers in hospitals, schools, and places of worship. Obviously, a well-deserving organization, right? 100%. And and these these three poor souls that died in Burnsville is just- In the line of duty. In the line of duty. Totally unacceptable. So what I want to do, because I want to get more friends, right? So- Everybody, and you're making no mistake about this. You're willing to buy friends. I'm, I'm buying friends, yes, right? Well, yes. through charity. So I, <laughs> like I said, I have 1,650 or so friends right now. By this Friday, this next upcoming Friday, whatever date that is, the first or the second March or whatever 1st, it is, yep. Mar- March 1st, whatever amount I have of friends at that point in time, 
So if you want to become part of the frat pack, do it right now because however many I have, if I have 1,700 or 5,000, I'm going to write a check to the Frontline Foundation on no that way. day. And ho- I hope it's 5,000. That's so fantastic. I would fantastic. love it to be 5,000. I think it would be hard to get to 5,000, but if it's another 300, so we add another $300 to it. So I'm going to write, no matter what today, if I don't gain one more friend, I'm going to write a check for 1,650 bucks, right? That's a no-brainer. But I hope to get as many of the people that are listening right now, if there was a reason to become a frat packer, if you want to be part of this 5,000 person group where we're, we're going to start to interconnect and, and be f- true friends because we've already pre-qualified our friendship by being a fan of this show and being a fan of GL. Oh, that's right? so cool, So Mike. please, 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 if you're inclined to do this, Michael Fratelloni on Facebook, find me, um, add me in, and, and I'll respond back to you. I'll let you know what frat pack number you are. And then next Tuesday, I'll let you know what number, you know, we could hypothetically go all the way to Tuesday, um, whatever that, that number is. I don't care what the number is, right? I don't right, care what it right. is. I'd love it to be 5,000. If it's more than that, it's more than that, whatever the case may be. But I want to do my civic duty and give to these poor, poor families yeah. and this organization because no it is horrible. Um, it is horrible. And we are uh, still taking donations on behalf, too. If you'd like to, to make a donation and you're hearing this, just go to garagelogic.com. You'll see the banner ad right there on the homepage. You can't you can't miss it. And like Mike mentioned, we've already raised over $10,000. And you know we're still willing to, to accept more donations for obvious reasons. So thank you to all of the uh, listeners of both the Weekly Scramble and the Garage Logic podcast that have already made their donation. It's truly, truly uh, amazing to see the people that listen to you like rally around a cause like this. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. It's yeah, really cool. the generosity of the people. I mean, there were some big checks. Some people wrote some yeah. big checks. And you know what I think is the most cool about that, Reavers? What's that? People wrote big checks, and you know what their names are? No idea, because yep. they're anonymous. Exactly. I I couldn't do that if my life depended on it. I, I don't care if I give three dollars; I'd put my name on there, right? Because uh, I'm a narcissist, I guess. That's right? Funny. I don't know what it is, but I was watching because you can see all the people that gave money, right? Yep. And some guy or gal writes a five hundred dollar check anonymously. I'm like, that is that is real charity when you do it anonymously. I'm going to tell you the reason why I'm giving it good cause. But I also want people to know that I'm giving $1,650 to right. charity, right? Look at how great of a person yeah, look I look am. Look at what a, what a nice, sweet, <laughs> sweetheart guy. But at least I admit it. At least I admit it. Right? right? That has to give me something. So I have two things I want to bring to your attention, and I'm going to let you pick topic A or topic B to begin. Uh, let's go B. All right. <laughs> I'm so happy you picked oh, B first. Um, my hometown of Faribault, Minnesota made a bit of news Really, and it's it's sad news, and I I'm unfamiliar with the the gentleman's name, but because I basically know most people in town, I'm assuming it's you know the Kevin Bacon. I, I I'm connected sure, to this guy in some six way. Six degrees, right? But I'm bringing it up for a very specific reason. A woman, <clears throat> excuse me, a woman accused of stealing a dead Faribault man's van earlier this month is now charged with his murder. Court documents show. Investigators say 32-year-old Arlene Bell stabbed, strangled, and bound 76-year-old Gary Lemire before taking his van and heading south for the Mexico border. Mm. Police found his body on February 5th while performing a welfare check at the home where they had both been living. A state trooper pulled Bell over in Iowa the same day because she appeared as though she was high on drugs, the complaint states. She told authorities that she had used meth a couple of days earlier and was still coming down. Sure. Prosecutors note Lamar was physically disabled and had been diagnosed with 
Parkinson's dementia about a decade earlier. Bell faces one count each of second-degree murder and motor vehicle theft. She remains in custody in Dallas County, Iowa, and officials are working to extradite her back to Minneapolis. Um, I'm assuming you didn't see the mugshot. Of no, is she a good-looking gal? Well, um, I guess all of that can be subjective. Sure. And I am not here to judge. Okay. Because love is love. Love is love. You know, mm-hmm. and, and people can meet under... All sorts of different yep, circumstances. Yep, absolutely. And you don't know at what point you might rely, but I did some further digging, okay. and apparently these two found each other Oh, um, online. Oh, she was not his healthcare aide or something. No. Oh, okay. They were they were star-crossed lovers. I don't know if, it's a, if, the, if it was an, a dating app. Okay. I don't know if it was, you know, like a Craigslist situation. Sure. I'm not sure, but I do know that the two of these lovebirds met online. Oh no. And the first I guess red flag might be when you finally meet what was her first name again? I'm so sorry. Uh when you finally meet Arlene mm-hmm. and she shows up at your door and she's got the series of face tattoos with the stars by the again, uh, yes. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I'm not here to judge. Yeah, it's, it's stylish judge, for younger but, people. But yeah. you know, that might be oh okay, well yeah. there there's that. Um but the part of it where the residence was listed as on and off again, living together. So let me ask that. Is this an example of what reporting isn't what it used to be? Because did they live together for four years or did they give, live together for four days? Well, um, that's the other tricky part of the situation, Michael. Mm-hmm. It appears as though they met online while um, Gary was, you know, at home. Sure. And she happened to be in prison. Oh, okay. It's so one of those that's love when the relationship yeah. started with I'm sure they started to talk to each other while she was still incarcerated. Mm-hmm. And then when she was finally released after she had paid her debt to society, that's when they finally decided to meet up. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Some might even say hook up. Well, and, I mean, you could say um, you know, love can build yeah, from a distance. Yeah, you know, yeah. and That's why maybe they had been pen pals or whatever sure. for a couple of years. And finally it was time for them to meet. And then they moved in together. Okay. Um, but obviously it, it, it ended tragically. It, it sure did. Yeah. That's an understatement reverse. Yeah. yeah. And then she she, out of her... Incredible smartness. She said, now that I've killed him, I'm just going to hop in his van. Well, I'm heading for the border. And just start driving. And all I got to was Iowa. Iowa, before she gets pulled over again. Well, and she happened to be pulled over and arrested on drug charges the same day his body was discovered. I mean, that's purely coincidental. That is a little coincidental, right? I mean, that's... And does she claim she had nothing to do with it? I'm sure she did. Uh, But she did say she was still coming down from being high on meth. Oh, See, what she should have done is just a little bit more meth, and then maybe she could have driven that much more clear-headed and made it all the way to the border. It's Ergo, what the drunks would call the shampoo effect? Is that, yeah, is that the right? You okay. got to get, it's like you got um, you got to fight the dog of the hair that bit you, something <laughs> like that, right? I don't quite know. Well, that something is a lovely like story. I'm glad you said that. I'm going to be more excited. I'm kind of fearful of what story A could be now. Well, story, story B, A is much more harmless, but that's why okay. I was glad to do B first. So that way we could spend a bit more time okay. on that. But the other part of that story is where that occurred basically was about three blocks from the house that I grew up in. You're at. kidding. I am not. <laughs> Fair was a good town, though, right? It, Yeah, it yeah. is. I mean, yeah. I still have a... a ton of family and friends that still mm-hmm. live in the area and you know it's 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 got its moments where it's 
a little bit rough here and there. Um, it's it's changed in dynamic a bit, but no, it's it's always going to be my hometown. There I mean, was no um, small time baseball guy that would fall in love with a girl with some face tattoos. <laughs> I mean, that could have been a little bit. He could have maybe fought her off a little bit if she would have gone nuts. Well, you know, and I think he was at a bit of a disadvantage, being that he was seventy six and with already Parkinson's. had Parkinson's. Yeah, so he's already kind of playing with. Yeah. We don't. Uh, you know what he should have done. Instead of pen palling to the jails, yep. he should have joined the frat pack. <laughs> I would have been sending him messages every four days. Right. Right. He and I could have just BS together. I would have come down, we would have shaken hands, right? And we would have been buddies. Then he would have said, Hey, I'm part of a bigger group. I don't need to go chase down tail from the we can call that tails from the jails. Oh I just said that's something good. That's yeah. Tails from the jails. Um okay, well s- story A really isn't much, only that I want I'm I'm wondering if other people out there experience the same thing, um, hold on. I'm going to try to see if I can find the email. It's not going to be in here. Okay. Anyway, so you declared, no, remind me how long ago that this was, but you declared winter was over basically before anybody else did. Yeah, in like, fact, it might like have like been in January. Yeah. Well, I think it was in, I think it was, yeah, it was in January. It was like early yeah. to mid January. And you yeah, said, no, yeah, it's, it's, it's over. over. We're done. We're done yeah, right. Yeah. I really declared it today at work. It, but, and, yeah. and so to the point where what are you guys, you guys We're have already moving some snowblowers okay. off and taking shovels down and doing that. So and we have it all, but it will be out of the way. We are preparing for my son to, to go on an expedition with some buddies and some, and some classmates. Mm-hmm. And so she's got the whole house tore apart because she's, she's packing for this thing. Okay. Right. And this morning, um, she was putting stuff away, meaning snow boots, sure. snow pants. And I said, what are you doing? She said, well, it was 66 degrees yesterday. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm putting, I said, no, 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 no. How long have you lived? And she's not, and I get, she's sure. not one of us. Yeah. She's, she's close. She's she has Iowa. only lived in Minnesota for 25 years, but, only she, 25, but yeah. she is not one of us. I said, Jessica. You have lived here long enough to know better than this. You put it, why do you think you see that? Because I got my my big blade shovel that I bought mm-hmm. at Fratelloni's. Sure. I still have it in its spot at the ready. Ready to in go. In the very yeah. front of my garage, right by the garage door. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not putting that away. No, no. You know the ice scrapers in my car? They're, They're still, still in, in the in the, yep. in the back yep. seat. They're not going anywhere yet. You are you are tempting mm. the weather gods yes. by putting this stuff away. Very and I so. swear to God. <laughs> If because we, we're supposed to get a little bit tonight, but yeah, then it's supposed yeah. to be seventy this weekend. Sure. But it's your fault Ugh. if this weather monster rears its ugly head and we get bombarded with a twelve foot snowfall. I blame her. Do you think that's actually going to happen? Doesn't this feel different? You tempt the weather gods uh-huh. by putting away winter clothing. That's all I'm going to say. Well, at Fratelloni's, <laughs> all of our dirt is going to start showing up outside. Really? People are asking for it. People are asking when our tents are going to go up. Our tents usually, our plant tents don't go up for normally two months. You can't right? plant anything I know, right but now. people are asking when um, seed starting kits, people are starting seeds already. I mean, and some you had to start, but most of them you do, do not have to start yet. We are full on, full, let me tell you about something about work too. Did I tell you this? Please. So I, I was gone all last week. I was down in Orlando for the Orgill convention, the buyer show, right? right. So Orgill services, 12,000 retail hardware stores all across the United States, 50 countries. um, And the company that bought Fratelloni's owns 145 of those stores, 18 different brands in 16 different states. And 
in one million. It's a one million square foot convention center in Orlando, everybody. It's the main convention center. It's the big one at Disney, right? It's a, well, not at Disney. It's right across the street from, it's on Destination Way. It's, yeah. the, it's a I've, big, big convention I have center. been there. It's, yeah, it's you, marvelous. You would have 100%. We were at the yeah. Hilton. I think you stayed at yep. that Hilton. Yep. And it is like going to 15 big box stores put together. I mean, it is... Aisle after aisle, there'll be a monster truck in aisle, one aisle. The next aisle, there'll be a boat that they made out of fiberglass pellets. I mean, it's just stuff all over of everything that we're going to carry coming up in the hardware store that we think is cool or neat and new. There was a couple products. This one product, it's a paint that you paint on the wall. Then if you don't like it, you go up and grab the corner of it and go, boop, and no. just peel it right off. Shut up. Yep. It's so, so different, so unique, so cool. You can have it any color, and if you just want to put the paint up and take it down, you just pull it Start off. Start over. Yeah. So wait a minute. How does this, how does it work? These two gentlemen invented this product, and you just literally paint it on, and then it's like a, a very thin rubberized coating of, of good quality looking paint, and you let's say you painted your wall orange and say, I don't like that. You don't paint over it. You just grab the corner of it and just peel it off, and it what? just comes off in one big chunk. I'm fascinated. So yeah. how... What what is the durability? I mean, is it it's it, it, it stays is it a lifetime on, thing? Yeah, it stays on really really well. They bought it or they invented it for, and I think this is a really cool idea. Like if you moved into an apartment, which more people are doing and staying in apartments much longer, but you don't want to just keep your apartment walls white, but you don't also want to paint the wall where you have to pay a painter to come back and do it. So you could paint one of your walls or all of your walls with this paint. And when you're ready to move, you go up to the corner, take your little fingernail and go and scratch up a piece. And then you'll get that feeling of excitement as you just pull it all off. It just comes like a big rubber sheet right off your wall. That is it's crazy. So cool. You can do it on fab or you can't do it on fabrics, but you can do it on leather, cement, tile, everything except, and I can't remember the name of it. We don't have that yet at Fratelloni's. Don't get well, me wrong. Now you're teasing but, but me. We, well, it's just brand new. This oh, is where oh. we see it all at and the you show. you don't remember what it's called? No. Okay. But I will. I'll, I'll, That's I'll, crazy. Yeah. It's, I, I'm, I, we're going to get it at Fratelloni's because it is real. Oh, and by the way, you can tint it into any color you want. I mean, it's it's not just black or yellow paint. You can tint it into whatever color you want. So, obviously, let me guess. These are about two 24-year-olds that are about to be billionaires. Yeah, they, they were a little older than that, but they, they will have a very successful company. I mean, it, it's something I think someone will buy that technology from them because they own the technology. And it's easier to build up a little business, get it rolling, and then one of the big Benjamin Moores or Valspars of the world say, we want that technology. Now that you proved it, we want it. We'll bake it into our But paint. think of all the different... This, this could apply to painting a vehicle. You can paint a vehicle. Th- they, this, yep, this, yep. this can apply to anything. It can be applied to that literally... That is so yeah, freaking it, it, it is cool. a really, really, really cool idea. You, seriously, and I'm dead serious. Okay. Find out who these guys yes, are. Yep. Book them as a guest. Okay, I, I will do that. I will absolutely do that. They're, they're very excited about their product. I was thinking, where would you and what would you use this for besides apartment walls? And then they said, well, if you had like a really nice brick wall on the side of your building and you wanted to put up a yes. temporary sign, you could paint it and then you just go up to it and peel it right off the side I of mean, the brick. I mean, I'm, I'm going to guess it's it's a lot more expensive than a regular can it's not, of paint. It's actually cheaper. You're and kidding. I, I even said your, your price is too low. Because they're $65 a gallon, and good quality paint sells for more than $65 a gallon. It does? Oh, yeah. Paint can get up to like 100 bucks a gallon now. Holy cow. It's But you got to remember, that's the kind of paint that you put on, and you feel like you're put, you're putting silk cream against the wall. I mean, yeah. it's the best of the best, right? Yep. And you can buy other paint for 50 bucks a gallon, but it's right in the mark for the same price as everything else. It's very, very doable. Okay, that was one cool thing at the show. No, but right? I'm de- I, I really do. I, I want Done. you to book these people. I, I will 100% do super that. It, it is a very, very cool thing. So that's one. But the coolest thing about the entire show is the people at Orgill, they put a Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden display store 
in the middle of the convention center. No way. So you'd walk through the convention and then you come up to a four walled building with doors and sign and all this stuff. And it's a 14,000 square foot Fratelloni's hardware and garden store inside. So you open it up, there's employees in there. You walk around the aisles. Were they they selling stuff? No, they were just showing off all the new ways that Fratelloni's goes to market and what we do. And in fact, they made that store much prettier than one of our stores, right? It, It was like the pinnacle of what you could make a store look like. That's cool. It was really, really cool. And talk about how proud I was as a guy who runs Fratelloni's hardware and garden yeah. stores. And my team were just like unbelievably elated, right? And it was just, we had such a cool time at the show. I brought a bunch of our guys down there, guys and girls, right? And so we were having fun. We went to these great dinners and work. it was work hard, play hard. And one of my guys, his name is Don. He's like six foot six. Um, you know, he's an adult man, right? He's a little older than me, six foot six. He was walking at the show all day. And then we went to this place called Howl at the Moon, you know, we're at Dueling Pianos. Oh yeah. And then at about 10.30, I look, and Dan, Don's out on the dance floor, hands in the air. And I was like, holy buckets. I am gassed out and tired. I've been walking all day. He's been walking all day. <laughs> and he danced the night away. And I was like, oh, what? it was a really, really fun bonding experience. In fact, I've been going to hardware shows my entire life, literally since 1975. And I would argue that this was the best time I had oh. at one of those shows. So, I mean, they also put up one of my stores in the middle of the building. That was That made it really, really super special. But that was my big week last week. That's why for frat packers are wondering like what I'm doing because I didn't post anything. You're out of commission. I, I was Where out of commission. You? I was working. Yeah. I was working 24-7. Yeah. So you've missed all of the exciting action that, that, that took place. I, I missed back home. everything here. I didn't follow the news. I didn't do anything. Can I tell you one thing that's hilarious? And, and I'm going to out him, and that's fine. So he's traveling home tomorrow. Speaking of being in Florida, mm-hmm. Patrick, sure, um, has been down in Fort Myers because he he likes to do spring training early, mm-hmm. and so he gets down there early to get like the the kind of the sneak peek on who you know who are the new people that sure. are in town. But he likes to do it. Get in. Get his work done and then get out okay. before it really starts to pick up, right? Because okay. I, I believe, probably this weekend, once you know the spring break season starts to really pick up, which is down there. which I guess would be you know next weekend already. But yeah. um, so he he wants to come back. But uh, I called him. Was it Sunday? Yeah, it was it was Sunday to say hey. You know what's your schedule like this week? Because I got to line up both his appearance on GL and Monday Night Money Sports, Sports Talk. Talk and we got to yeah, do all yeah. that stuff. Plus, I just like BS and with sure, Ricey, great it's fun. world. Yeah. And so I call him and he says, "Well, first he he called me and says, you know, he wants to know about the boys' basketball season and when's baseball start because mm-hmm. he just that's just Patrick. He yep. likes hearing about that stuff." And I said, "Well, yeah, we we almost had on Sunday. I said we could have had baseball practice outside. Well, what are you talking about?" I said, "Well, it, it's like going to be sixty five degrees on Monday." You're S-ing me, he says. Mm-hmm. And I said, no. So then he goes to tell Katie, we're flying home. I'm, I'm sick of being here. So he just can't help himself oh, yeah. because why? He feels left out. Sure. He He's feels got like the FOMO of not being home. And I'm thinking, oh. you're you're in Florida. Yeah, relax. You're just go, you know, just chill. But he, yeah. he has no ability so, to chill. Uh, Patrick James Stephen Royce, correct? correct? Yes. Uh, I still will never forget the time that he either posted a picture or someone posted a picture of him mm-hmm. down at the ballpark in Florida mm-hmm. with no shirt on. Yeah. That was, I believe, in 2016. And the only reason, the only reason I remember that year was that was the year the Cleveland Cavaliers Remember LeBron James sure, came the, home, the, ch- the choice, or and whatever, they yeah. and, and they and the they, decision, and they and they 
found a way to, uh, to to beat the Golden State Warriors. So LeBron returns back to his native land, and they ah. they triumph in victory. And remember, at the parade, uh, what was his last name? Was Smith, but he did walked around the parade with no shirt on. Sure. Like and stud, yeah. Joe, of course, being Joe, because mm-hmm. we were still a sports talk radio station mm-hmm. back then, just you know, absolutely eviscerated this sure. guy to the point where he was getting significant reaction and hate mail because he wrote about it. Okay. Just, just how, how in poor taste sure. that was. Act like you've been there before, yeah. And to the point where Barack Obama, because he was still in office, mm-hmm. said the same thing about, oh, what was his first name? His last name was Smith. I remember that. And so Pat, being Pat, wanting to stick the needle to Joe, oh. did the shirtless photo okay. just to get under the skin of the mayor because I that's did not what know Patrick the backstory yes. to that. Yes. See, I always just thought that he was a real confident dude because at, uh, remind me of the name of the stadium down in Fort Myers. Uh, Hammond Stadium. Hammond Stadium. It's not one where you take your shirt off in Hammond Stadium. What do you mean? You 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 sit there appropriately with a oh, t-shirt yes, on. Yes, I'm very sorry. few people go shirtless, even though it's kind of nice there. If you're doing the shirtless thing, you're you're probably sitting well, on, the, on grass. the grass. Yeah, yeah and that I kind of get. You're not really yeah. in the stadium; you're out on the grass. But he was sitting in a chair, right, with his wet, sweaty back on the he back was. of the seat. And I thought, you know, I gave him a little golf clap because I thought there's a guy who is confident as hell because he's he's not like a a triathlete or anything, Mm -hmm. right? And so that was a Chip Scoggins-induced. Okay. uh, Because I know Pat's Pat's line to Chip, because Chip texted it to me at the time, was, hey, Chip, should we break the internet? Oh, there we go. (laughs) So Chip uh, helped take the photo. But the best part about that photo, I still have it somewhere, there is a um, there's a, a a woman who listens. I think it's a woman, but she's an illustrator. Like she's okay. wonderful with cartoon <laughs> and imagery. Uh, yeah, and she caricaturist. Re- and she colored in Patrick's photo to make it look like he was where it was hilarious. And I, I, I I'm so sorry. I forget, I forget your name, but I know you were a listener of of AM fifteen hundred back in the day. But it was so hysterical. I mean, to the point where. She colored his nipples and all. Oh, you're it was, kidding. It was so funny. Oh, that's funny. You have to find that photo and kind of make this an annual thing. Like, this is the eighth anniversary, whatever what it would be, or uh, the 10th anniversary. Yeah, almost- actually, this could be the 10th anniversary of that photo. It could actually be today. Yeah, we we don't know. We got to look that up. Positive, it was 2016. So 2016, it's 2024 now. That's 10 years ago. No, excuse me, eight years ago. Eight years ago, I was doing I was doing radio That's math okay. way harder. That's okay. So eight years ago, and then we have to find out so we can repost that every year or on a certain day. We just got an email earlier today about. T-shirt ideas for the online Garage Logic shop. Oh, really? Can you imagine? A T-shirt with had, just him sitting there with his shirt off. I, first of all, I would buy one. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I and I could get one for free, but I would purchase one just yeah. to have it. Or you know how they do that, like single, um, where someone draws a, a picture with a pen yep. or a pencil, but they never lift the pen or pencil off the page, and you could have just the silhouette. Is, that, is there a name for that? Pencil not off the page, okay. and, <laughs> and 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 it could be just a pencil drawing of him. Oh, 
Just like, and everyone would know, everyone who knows would know, or you could do that classic, like eight and a half by 11 stencil <laughs> that, you know, you, you print on with a, with a iron and just of him. Cause I, I recall him kind of kicked back. Cause we just did, looking all cool. We did the ricey face years ago. It was more of a. Just a black and white uh, cartoon, almost looking yep, at just yep. an agitator. Oh, yeah. And that was a big. Yeah. That, I know that that was a big hit uh, back in the day. Oh, I gotta find that photo now. I know. Here's what's gonna happen. I know I'm gonna get emailed about 50 times by people that remembered exactly what day it was and exactly who the person was that illustrated it because I know that Joe mentioned it on the show. Yeah, it's got to be some somebody knows out there. I I typed in Patrick Royce um, shirtless. And there's a lot of other Patrick Royces, and I might just leave these posts up for Joe when, because I use Joe's computer oh, here, you and do then that. he'll be wondering what I'm doing. I must have misspelled Royce. How do you spell Royce? R E U S S E. Okay, I was close. I think R E U S S E. Oh, I don't see it. It's got to be. It's got to be on the internet because the internet never forgets, yeah, right? For sure. All right. Well, we'll find okay, out. We'll, and we'll get, and yeah, we'll get I know this isn't great podcastery, but That's if, okay. it, we'll, we'll make that because that would be a really cool shirt. I think. I'm friends with him on Facebook, so he has a frat pack number. I might give him his own shirt with him sitting there with shirtless. He could wear a shirt where he's sitting there shirtless with his frat pack number on it. Yeah, for that, sure. That would be classic. Uh, Michael, thank you so much. Reavers, you're the best. Please do us a favor and rate and review the show wherever you happen to be listening to the Weekly Scramble. It helps others find the show and thus creates the Frat Pack 5000 Army. Woo! One at a time. We really do appreciate it. His name is Mike Fratelloni. My name is Chris Reavers. We will talk to you again next week. Until then, cheers.